0: So when you think about it, every time that you sit and listen to the word of God for anything that you need, your body and your mind and your soul will begin to take on health. So you get doctored up every time you submit yourself to listening to the word of God. That word of God will heal whatever it is that's not right in your life. Um, I always uh, like to ask God what he wants to do in my life right now. God, what are you after with me? What what do I need from you? And then focus on those areas. And, and some of the areas are obvious to us. Sometimes if you're infirm in your body, you need to be healed. Sometimes if you're you're uh, weak in your finances and, and not very disciplined, and I can tell you all of us could use better discipline in our spending and, and working and all of that, and so we, we can all benefit from the word of God uh, in that way. And so that word becomes medicine, it becomes health, it becomes wholeness, soundness. Um, many times you will see Jesus ask people, will you be made whole? In other words, there is a place where maybe you're doing all right in most areas, but then there's a place he wants to bring you to of wholeness and soundness in every area of your being. Sometimes we have challenges in our health because God wants to drive out all uh, portions of sickness, all traces of sickness, all traces of weakness, so that we can be stronger for the future things that he wants us to do. And so never underestimate what God is doing when he submits us to the power of his word and to getting understanding in his word. I know many people, myself and many people that I know, have been more diligent recently in receiving the word of healing. Going back to your old tapes, going back to your old uh, readings and things that have blessed you. Uh, I, I kind of like Lillian Yeoman. She was the three-day miracle lady. You know, I always liked her way of ministry. And I believe in a three-day miracle, but then I came upon a challenge that lasted more than three days. So you've got to go a little bit deeper. So, you know, don't be alarmed if some of those old pathways that you have walked don't lead you immediately to, to your destination. But stay on that highway because God will come and he will deliver. It is guaranteed. Amen. So anybody can walk in agreement for a little while. But can you go the long road with God? That's what he wants out of us because it's ordained for us. And it's a good walk. It's not hard. You know, sometimes we'll have a rough day and we'll uh, have something that, that challenges us and, and we don't like it. But it's not that it's impossible. Amen. These light afflictions Paul talked about. And I don't think anybody's been afflicted more than he was. He, Every city he went to, he got beat arrested and beat up. Huh? And he was innocent. So, how, I know all prisoners are innocent, right? You know, but, but he was arrested and beaten in every city, and he still continued to preach the gospel. Amen. He still continued to do what God told him to do. He didn't whine about it. He wasn't always going to the saints. You know, most of the, the people that we know, even people who are powerful in ministry, wouldn't make it like for two hours with the early church. You know? Paul was shipwrecked, starved for 14 days. They had no food, no water. He had to be sustained by prayer the whole time. You know, most preachers nowadays will send you their letter. Huh? Limo at the airport, stretch limo, five-star restaurant, I mean, five-star hotel with a restaurant in the building. Who does that anymore? You can't hardly find a restaurant in a hotel anymore. Unless there's hookers in the lobby. Oh, excuse me. I'm not supposed to say that, right? Huh? That's why so many of them wind up in trouble. The wrong place. You know, back in the day, the saints would put you up in their home. Huh? And they still do it now for people who are sincere about serving. So don't give me this five-star, four-star. You wasn't born in no five-star hotel. Your master was born in a stable. Talking about your anointing won't fit here and won't fit there. Well, I'm just real sorry. We (laughs) Maybe we don't need it then. (laughs) I need people who can work with you. You understand what I'm saying? So, okay, so we're going to talk about the fact that uh your healing begins when you believe. Your healing begins when you believe. And you get better and better and better from the hour that you begin to believe. You begin to amend from that hour. Amen? And so uh, turn to John chapter 4, and we'll start there. This is a... Um, Example of Jesus' ministry to the people of Capernaum and Cana and Galilee. John chapter 4. I think we can start in verse 46. Wherever Jesus went, he increased people's faith. You will never have an encounter with Jesus where your faith diminishes or you feel like there's no hope for you or you feel like, you know, what do you do? You don't know what to do. He answers every question in order to increase our faith. He works with us to increase our faith and make it adequate for us to receive our, our healing or our deliverance. The reason that Jesus has to get our faith up to a certain level is because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. You don't have control over that. Now let me say that again. You have no control over the progress of your faith. You have no idea what God needs your faith for in the future. So you don't know how to gauge how much to stay in the word. Is this enough faith or have I done this long enough? That kind of thing. You must continually seek God you must continually pursue the truth of God's word because he is the one who who put you here in the earth for his purpose and so he is constantly developing our faith he is helping us to get to a place where we can not only receive from him but also maintain what we receive see this is the thing it's like people will say well you see my new car? I said, well, let me see. I don't, is that car yours or you got notes? <laughs> so you got everything everybody else got. We all and We got notes. You understand what I'm saying? What God will do, he'll make sure, and there's nothing wrong with notes. Don't get me wrong, because you need your transportation. You got to do what you got to do. But the thing of it is, God wants you to get to the place that not only you get it in your garage, but he's looking at every month you got to face that payment. He's looking at maintaining it when the warranty runs out. How are you going to get it, you know, uh, repaired? And you can't get sticker shock and just pass on getting stuff fixed. That's not God's way. His way is for us to keep things in excellent working condition at all times. Amen. So he has an excellence in him that he wants to build into you. And he can only do that if he's in charge of developing your faith. You don't know what you need. Amen. Some people got Cadillac taste, but they don't have Cadillac faith. Huh? Cause when they come up to you and tell you it's a thousand dollars every time you need a repair, you can't be fainting and calling the saints and getting an intercession. <laughs> can I get a prayer of agreement? And can y'all, can you lift the offering for the, you understand what I'm saying? Ain't no lifting no offering every time you got a note due. So the reason many times things we desire are delayed is because that faith has to be developed he don't want you embarrassing. look you know you know how the people do they put their car can i put my car in your garage this week and see that's it <laughs> baybra always want to hide the car you know the you know the deal he going to got a repo notice and, and don't think they don't know where all the relatives live either when they no thank you Uh god doesn't want you in threat of being repossessed Uh, that's why sometimes we do have to wait for things sometimes god will challenge us to believe him for the cash to get it paid off you know immediately that kind of thing so there are all kinds of ways god will develop our faith some, sometimes you will be able to get things very quickly, and sometimes your faith has to be developed so that you can maintain those things. But in in any rate, your Jesus will not quit on you. He will continue to work with you at your level until he can build your faith to the level that he needs it to be. Look at what he did with the uh, woman who had the the children, uh, the daughter that uh, had a, had a devil. And Jesus told that woman, no, twice. Now, see, we live in a dispensation where we say yes and amen to what he offers. So he never says no to us. You got me? If you don't have peace about your yes and amen, you know it's not for you. But whatever you have faith for, God assures you that he will give that thing to you with the yes and the amen. And so when we understand God's heart and God's mind, then we can work with him a lot better. He is not withholding anything from us. He is not putting you to a test that you cannot pass. Amen. He's your tutor. He's your helper. He's the one who gives you your grade and he will tell you if your faith measures up or not. But he told that woman, no, three times. And he called her a dog once. Told her it's not me to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Huh? And that finally flipped her over from being religious to being honest. See, God delays sometimes to get the religion off of us. Your three steps and two formula to get what you need. Huh? Ten steps to receiving from God. God's a person. He ain't a step in a formula. That ain't nothing but religion. And what God wants to say, I don't care about who gave you that list of steps and formulas. I want you to talk to me because I want you to tell me what you like. Just like that lady with the girl that needed to be healed. He turned her down, called her a dog, and she got mad. You know what? When she got mad, guess what happened? Her faith got released. See, mad will get you off religion and get you into the heart of God. And Jesus will do whatever he needs to do. How many of you mothers had kids that constantly got sick? Baby got asthma, he got this, and one day you got, man, you say, in the name of Jesus, devil, you let my baby go. You stopped stroking them and comfort them, and you cast that thing out and got authoritative, and it was a problem was gone. Amen? All that nicey-nice religion, smooshing up to God, he don't care about all that. He wants your faith released. So that you can know what your faith can do. So you can continue to use it. That's the way God operates with us. So in John chapter 4 and verse 46, I think I finally found where we're going. Verse 43, we'll start there. Now after two days, he, meaning Jesus, departed there and went to Galilee For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Then when he was coming to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went to the feast. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he made the water into wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. So here Jesus is in one city. This man is come to ask him to heal his son. But where he is is in a different city. and my understanding, it's about a 16-mile distance that he had to go. If Jesus were to go and walk with him and pray for his son and heal him, it would be like the next day before they got there. So Jesus decides to do something a little different with this man. When Jesus decides to do something a little different with you, it's going to wind up into a major, major blessing for you. Major blessing. If your answer doesn't follow the same routine that it's always followed, if it doesn't follow the same pattern that it's always followed, know that there is a, when he, when, the, you know, they talk about shift, Y'all who know me, know me. That's, that's one of my least favorite words. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause it's just misused sometimes. You know, it's just, it's shifting everything. Everything's shifting now. It's shifting, 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 shifting. It's like the room can't even stay steady. Yeah, it's always shifting. I said, Oh Lord, I thought we was over here. I'm shifting, shift, shift, shift. shift. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going to mess with you. I hate religion. And I hate misuse of understanding of things, so, but anyway, that's just me. But, uh, you know, God decides to make a change. Any change God does with you is a minor adjustment. You understand me? He won't abruptly pick you up out of Kansas and put you in Oz. You understand what I'm saying? He doesn't want to shock your spirit. He wants you to be at peace about everything that he's doing. He wants you to know that you can trust him. Somebody who would abruptly pick up your life and throw it and in, in, put it in turmoil. You understand? That's more the devil's doing. Now, I'm not saying that because you're obedient to God, things won't happen. But you need to understand that God respects your peace. He respects your spirit and your peace of mind. And so God begins to do something different in this man's life, in the life of everybody's listening to him. Jesus was always increasing people's faith. So he would put their faith to the test. In other words, you got faith for a miracle on this level, but what if I made an adjustment here and caused you to have to go deeper into your faith at another level to get what you need? Do you trust me enough to know I'm not messing with you? I'm not going to drop you. I'm not going to, you know, take this away from you. I'm not going to cheat you out of anything. Or do you still trust me even though it's not following that familiar pattern? And that's what he begins to do with these people in this town. And it says here, uh, when, when he heard of Jesus, verse 47 When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea unto Galilee, he went to him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for the son was at the point of death. So his son is on his deathbed, and he comes to Jesus for help. His son is in another town, and he wants Jesus to come to that other town to heal his son. That's what this man has in his mind. You know, when you want something, you have in in your mind a result that you're expecting. That's just a normal... Human beings are made like that. We are made to be visual with our thinking. We are uh, made to put a goal before us with expectation. So this man has something in his mind of how this healing is going to go. But Jesus has some else in his mind. And see, this is what you have to be careful of as a believer. You've got to make sure that the pattern that you have set for God to do this through is the same as what he has, or we're going to have a little problem here. Huh? Somebody going to have to adjust the way they think and adjust. You don't ever adjust your goal. You always expect total and complete. Because that's what you're promised. But the path to it might be different depending upon what God wants to do in your life. Huh? Many parents feel that, you know, you raise your kids in the church, you do the best you can do for them and, and then you look up one day and the nose is pierced and they got tattoos everywhere and... Well, I didn't raise you to do this! Huh? But Jesus is raising you to do something else with your faith. You ain't the only one raising kids around here. God's raising kids too now. Huh? So you'll be shouting at them, I didn't teach you. That. I don't know where you learned that from you. I didn't raise you to do this. And God said, no, I didn't raise you to do that either. Guess what? we going to all have some fun around here in a minute. Because he's going to teach you how to be a long-term parent through adversity. How to shift from being mom and dad to being intercessor huh? And keep the peace. Yeah. He going to teach you a lot of things that your faith can do that you never knew it could do before. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, we all get caught up in the, believe I receive when I pray and I can have it in 30 days. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so God is wanting to do something different here. And so he says, when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea and Galilee, He told him and he knew at that point. Now this man knows his son is dying. Most people, when they see somebody on the deathbed, would give up right away. See, this is how God begins to work. This is how you get God's favor and he begins to work with you. If you are at the point where most people would give up, and you still have faith, Jesus will take that little bit of faith that you hang it on with and work with it. He'll work it up into the faith adequate to get your miracle. So that's why people will tell you, pray without ceasing. Never give up. Never get up on what you do. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. Huh? Somebody could be on the bath bed, but you go and you believe God anyway. Amen. So this man has that kind of faith going for him already. So that's the level of faith where he's at right now. And he says, and then Jesus said to him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. So this man has enough faith to believe Jesus to heal this boy. But he's in the place where I got to take Jesus with me. And then I'll see Jesus wants him to see it ahead of time and believe you got me. And so Jesus is making that adjustment in his faith to from seeing and then believing and to believing first and then seeing. So that's a faith upgrade. Now, we all hate an upgrade in our faith. Cause we want to see it right away. See, when, when you want your, your right away miracle, you really ain't trusting God. You want to believe, you want to see so bad, you only going to give it three days. Huh? Sometimes, I mean, they, they keep you in jail 72 hours, you know, without even charging you for three days. Th- Come on, now 3 days ain't nothing anybody can believe. You can believe to get out of jail in 3 days. How huh? with no charges. So that is not a challenge. Listen, God knows there's more to you than having to get in immediate everything. He knows there's more to you than that. The only thing is you don't know it yet. So you got to be put through your paces in order to get to that place that he wants you to to be where you believe without seeing anything and i mean anything amen so when you can can uh, you can believe without seeing that is the god kind of faith and that's where jesus wants us all to get to just to walk in the constant understanding that we have it it's done there's no denying now don't think the enemy is just going to let you believe He's going to come to you and manipulate natural situations to pull you out of the supernatural realm of believing God. You know, you'll be thinking every day I'm going to feel better, it's going to get better. It, you can be being healed every day more and more and not feel any difference. Huh? And see, that's a trick the enemy to pull you out of the supernatural over into the natural. Because if it's not, you know, if you don't see it, you can't hold on to it. Yes, you can. You can hold on to it without seeing anything. Amen? Some of you held on to boyfriends and girlfriends too long. Just. Can I say that here? Look, this is just coffee. This ain't nothing. Y'all need to quit. But anywho. how? Uh-huh. Some of y'all did held on the speed dial numbers longer than that. Huh? Your brother Benning quit answering his phone when you call. And you keep dialing it anyway. I know he loved me. He told me. (laughs) So you can hold on to God for a very long time. Amen? All right. So anyway, he says, "Um, except you see signs and wonders you will not believe. So he's taking them from natural faith to supernatural faith. Just hold on to the Lord. He'll get you there. That's the main important thing you need to know. Keep listening to the word. Keep believing. Don't, don't, don't throw your hands up and say, I can't do this anymore. Amen. Even when you do that sometimes, Jesus will come, come when you calm down and just show you, listen, I understand that. I know how you feel, but you can do this. And here's the proof of it. Amen. He will do something to encourage your walk. Said And and the the nobleman said to him, sir, come down because my child will die. So he has a vision of his head of Jesus coming there where his son is. And if he doesn't do that, this man is sure his child will die. Jesus said to him, go your way, your son's alive. Or your son will get well. Or your son will continue to live. He will not die, he will live. And so this man looks at him and instead of him arguing with Jesus, somehow he starts to believe him. When God speaks a word to you of encouragement, there is what I call hyper faith on it. There's a faith on it that will pierce through your unbelief and get into your heart See, what you need, He makes sure you get it. He's the author and finisher of your faith. It's not like you go get in your Bible and work and work and work and work and work and, and, Jesus, is this okay? Do I get it right now? He said, can you do that for me now, Jesus? Has I, have I listened to the word enough? Have I prayed enough? Have I fasted enough? No, you haven't. You must get a word from Him and let that word sink in and settle in and fight to hold on to it. Amen. Until it's deep and embedded in your spirit. Once it's in there, it cannot be removed. It cannot be taken out. Once that faith is in there, even if you don't use your faith for a season, it can get reactivated at any time. Spiritual things come back to life in the right atmosphere. And so God wants us to always be aware that when you have in the only way God can increase your faith is to put it to some kind of test. You gotta be wanting something. You gotta be asking for something. Or your faith is dead. It's not at work. You know, and if you're not, if you don't have your faith attached to something you desire, God will just, you know, hey, whatever, they ain't serious. We'll, we'll wait until they get serious about something. Amen. But when you get serious, it's like, well, how come God had to put me through this? And and the doctor said this and the doctor. Well, that's when you got serious. Huh? God will send help to you. He'll tell you, you know, when you get a headache, the Holy Spirit will prompt you to confess the word to get rid of small things. And see, sometimes we let them linger and linger and linger. And then pretty soon it's a great big deal. Amen. And so he wants you to continually live, the just live by faith. If you're a person who's justified and righteous by Jesus' blood, he expects you to live by faith. He doesn't expect you to live by the natural things, what what everyday sinners live like. You know, getting everything through your job or through your extra time on the job or your overtime or your side gig with your Uber and your Lyft and your... He didn't expect you to live like that. You live by faith. You ask him, God, will you supply this need? Amen. And if Uber is out there for it, then He do. you do Uber. You understand? But make sure you get that need met. Amen. God has ways of meeting our needs. You let him decide how that's going to be done. So he says, go your way your son lives. And the man believed the word. See, you have a choice. You can believe it or you can doubt it. Doubt says no. You know, people don't believe that. The word doubt is kind of cute to us. Because it doesn't imply that we're in rebellion. We're we supposed to be submitted to the master in everything. And he gives us instruction and a promise and we shut the door. We say no. It's, doubt says no. Faith says yes. So when you believe God, you make the choice. You either, if 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 he tells you you're healed and quit confessing that you're sick, then you must continually say you're healed or you're resisting him. Now, I know we all slip up a little bit. You know, we all speak out of how we feel. But be quick to correct yourself and not leave that word out there for the enemy to work on. Because that that, that will push your healing that much farther away from you. If you leave that out there, you say, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I just, you know, let me correct that, Lord, and put the right word out there that you can work on. Amen. Faith is not the same thing as feelings. Sometimes you can feel differently when your faith is at work. But just keep holding on to what God has told you and don't let go of it. Sometimes faith is holding on. Sometimes it's confessing. Sometimes it's doing works that are corresponding actions to what you believe. And so Jesus tells him, he gives him a simple instruction, go home. Your son's alive. And so he believes that word. It says here, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him and said, your son's alive. Then he inquired of them the hour when the boy began to get better. And he said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. This is what God's after. Not just giving you what you ask for. But he's after increasing faith of those among us as well. As the author and the finisher of your faith. We are using the faith of the son of God to do everything that we do. Amen. And so if we understand we are using his faith to do everything that we do, then we will understand also that God wants us to get in a place where that faith expands, where that faith grows. He's got more in mind than just your little household and your little things that you want. He has he has in mind a faith that will move mountains In the behalf of everybody. Amen. And so never underestimate what God wants to do with your faith. Never underestimate what he wants to do with his word in you. And never underestimate the test that he may put you through to get your faith to a certain level in him. He wants to increase and encourage our faith at all times. So here we have the Lord increasing the faith of the people there. Amen. He increases this man's faith. Praise God. And he says, as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. He inquired of them the hour he began to amend. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. He himself believed And his whole house. This is again the second miracle which Jesus did when He's come out of Judea unto Galilee. So there are some important things we need to understand about this story. Jesus was not withholding anything from this man, and that's what you got to believe. Whenever we are being challenged and tested, we wonder why is it taking so long, God? Why haven't you done it yet? God, what did I do wrong? We're looking for something to blame why we can't get it our way. Now, the Bible says that God will not allow the righteous to be tempted beyond what they're able to bear. And he knows how to deliver the righteous out of temptation. You got me? These light afflictions are but for a brief time, et cetera, et cetera. And so when we understand what God is doing in these things, we'll understand better how to respond, how to get into that place, what to ask for. Sometimes you, you need to ask God, God, find me a comfortable Position to stay in until it's my due date. You understand what I'm saying? I know years ago we used to pray for pregnant girls all the time, and they would say, "Well, well, you know, I, I started to have uh, labor, I'm, thinking, I'm premature labor, and and God told me over again, talk to that baby and tell it to get comfortable and stay there until I tell it it's time." You understand? That's what we need to do sometimes when we're believing God for just get somewhere and get comfortable until I tell you it's time. And so God will, I don't care what it is that you're dealing with, God will put you somewhere and get you comfortable until it's time for your deliverance from whatever it is that you're going through. And you got to believe that, folks. He's not being mean to us. He's not putting things off just to see us squirm and, you know, see how much we can give up and all this. He's not doing that to us. He's a good God every single day. He's never in a bad mood. He's never trying to, to, to twist us and find out how much we can, how much torture we can take. You know, sometimes we get these goofy ideas in our head. The devil puts them there. Amen. You just begin to love on God and worship him. And he will, he knows how to deliver you. He knows how to rescue you. He will do all of those things that he promises to do. So. Jesus begins by setting the the tone in this situation. In verse 48, when he says, except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. That's something he's come to correct. He comes to take us from seeing and believing to believing first and then seeing. You get to see more if you believe first. And he wants us to receive more. So he is changing this man. He's changing, making adjustment in this man's faith and taking it from natural faith to supernatural faith. That's a great blessing for us, whether we know it or not. We think it's going to be too hard and we think it's not necessary. But it's 100% necessary if you're going to get the things that God wants you to receive. We're always gonna have to believe something's gonna happen before it happens if we're gonna see the glory of God. Amen? And He wants to give it to us. He wants to demonstrate it to us. So, faith is a choice. How you believe is up to you. You can believe without seeing, or you can believe because of the signs and wonders. This man must be healed on Jesus' condition for healing. Since people want to see something, Jesus will require more of them. So if you just have to see something or you're impatient, you got to see it real quick, he's going to have to delay it so that he can move natural faith out of the way because he knows the supernatural is there. He knows it's there. It's us that don't know it. So he's revealing that to us that there is more for us. See, you won't know until you get put in that place where there's a demand put on your supernatural faith for something you want. And God knows a condition to get you in so that you will press into him and see that there's a whole lot more to the situation than you thought there was. He's there to give us his faith and teach us how to use his faith. Amen. So. This man must be healed on Jesus' conditions, or his son must be healed on Jesus' condition for healing. That's something you got to understand. It's not brother so and so step in formula. It's Jesus the master taking control over your life the way he's supposed to do. Since people want to see something, Jesus will require more of them. So Jesus challenges him to believe without seeing. This is the God kind of faith. God created out of what was in his vision, not what was in the natural. Huh? The Bible says that things that are seen came from things that do not appear. So God's not looking at anything to create anything. He's there's nothing that there's nothing visible for him. But he is creating from what's on the inside of him. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to mimic him and begin to, to live by what's on the inside of us believing that he'll bring it to the outside where we can, where it can manifest and we can enjoy it. Your healing is already on the inside of you. Your future is already on the inside of you. The only way you get it out is through this method of supernatural faith. He's got to teach you how to bring it from the inside to the outside. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He wants you to have it more than you want to have it. Some days we can go out, go on as as, as peaceful as as we can be. And not have much of anything. And then all of a sudden we get upset. because Oh I'm praying for so and so and such and such. Where is it? You understand? And so that's your cue. To refresh yourself. In his word. What God is saying to you. You know how you pray for something. And then all of a sudden you haven't prayed for a thought about it in many days. And it pops back up. That's the Holy Spirit showing you. Now it's time for you to breathe a little more life on this. You want to see it and I want you to see it. So start thanking me for it. Start thanking me that it's yours. Start blessing me and start encouraging your spirit to grab onto it. It might, it's going to fade if you don't breathe more life onto it. See, don't condemn yourself. You know what we do? We look at, we think about it. Well, I haven't prayed for that in, in, oh my goodness, I forgot I was believing God for that. And then we get in a panic and want to beat ourselves up. Oh Lord, I hope I can still have it. Well, maybe God didn't tell me I could have it. Well, maybe this, uh, you, you understand? Was you drive yourself nuts, tr- wondering why you haven't prayed for it? Well, the reason is because it's inside of you growing. Amen. It's it's inside of you growing all the time. You know, those of you women who who have carried babies, you didn't think about that baby twenty four seven, huh? I mean, once you got some size, you know, it might have bothered you some. But you didn't think, where's the baby coming? Where's the baby at? It's the same thing with, with promises of God on the inside of us. You can carry them comfortably. It can be like a normal thing for you. Amen? And so, you know, if you, if you don't mess with that baby, it won't mess with you pretty much. But there will be times when God will tell you. Get back in the word on this. Refresh yourself on this. It's still coming. I don't want it to slip from you. I want you to receive it. Amen. And that's when we go ahead and do those things. Amen. Don't get condemned because you haven't confessed the word 15 times today. You under, you, I mean, we can do it. We do that to ourselves. Cause instead of getting peaceful, you know, sometimes when you're peace, you ever get peaceful about something you're expecting God to do and it scares you that you ain't worried about it? You're right. God wants you to remain peaceful about it. I was reading about Abraham considered not his body. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, God. How dare he? At ninety nine years old. He didn't give it a second thought. When it said consider not, that means he didn't give it a second thought. And you know you and I are running around here, Lord, I, I can't believe I'm this old. I mean I just yeah I'm gonna say my, see if my knee still works, even here. checking everything, see if the parts are still there, check the circulation, make sure. Just, <laughs> I don't want that to quit on me, you know. It can't get ahead us. whoo! I can't be falling apart and all this kind of stuff. Too much peace about things, you know. Well, the Bible says it passes all understanding. It'll mess your head up how peaceful you can be and you don't have nothing we're used to ripping and running and going crazy and going borrowing everything and checking with your limits on your credit card and how you can huh? calling the bank every day to see what your balance is you know what you had in there yesterday you had nothing in there yesterday and you ain't put nothing in so how you gonna have more stuff in there come on y'all you need a miracle bad huh so see he's teaching us how to work with the faith of the son of god you just see jesus up all night wondering how he's oh they tell me this crowd and got real big out here i might have to feed these people he just went on and preached and did what he did hey when we get to it we get to it you know or when we get to it we get through it that's what you got to believe folks go you know go lay down read you a psalm and go to sleep huh worrying about all this stuff you know or you know we're getting in this uh believe you receive when you pray did i pray did i believe did i receive it did i grab it like they said grab it did i pull it down and say cha-ching how many cha-chings did i do You gotta do at least three of them. (laughs) You, you make us little, us little spiritual people, we drive ourselves nuts (laughs) with our unbelief. And see, all that is, is God is shifting you or switching you, (laughs) here we go shifting again, from the natural to the supernatural in your faith. And you're nervous about it because you're not sure it's going to work again. Say so it worked the last time. You're not sure it's going to work again. And so you start driving yourself nuts again. And Jesus finally say, well, let me just give her a psalm or something so she can go sleep and rest her little nerves somewhere. Amen. So Jesus will always challenge us to believe without seeing. That's a God kind of faith. You get more of the results of God that way. you can do things his way. Amen. Now, you know, people do things like, well. Well, Jesus, I'm I'm just trying the best I can. I don't know if I can do all this. And you hoping he'll, you know, drop something on you so you don't have to, you don't have to do what you know you got to do. Cheaters, huh? That makes you a thief. If you want to get it without faith, that makes you a thief. Amen. He wants you to pay full price for what you get. That way you can keep it. Amen. Amen. Now you need to know. That Jesus. When he hears your prayer. Or hears your confession. You receive it. At that time. So when that man. Asked Jesus for what he wanted. Jesus gave him an answer. And he said. Go home. Your son's alive. That man had to believe what Jesus told him in order for his son to live. So here this man believed what Jesus told him. He starts on his way home. And as he starts on his way home, probably he's like the rest of us. He's maybe wavering a little bit. You ever have to, to take steps of faith? And your mind start to wander. He's got a whole day's journey to go. Just him by himself or maybe him with one companion or whatever. Whoever, whomever he traveled with. But in order for you to move from natural faith. Believing, uh, seeing first and then believing. To believing without seeing. You have to carry that for a certain period of time. And so Jesus knew this man would have to carry this word in him long enough to get home and finally see the results. So it's easy to believe for like a half a mile, but you get into two mile, three mile, you get six hour, eight hour distance, all that kind of stuff. It gets a little tougher and a little tougher because all of us want to see first and then believe Now, we all say we don't, but we do. Because if God could give it to us right away, we go, I don't have to go through all that trouble I went through to go get the last thing I got from God. The wait is over. You know, those are good words to all of us. When somebody tell you, good news, the wait is over. I don't don't like that faith stuff. I I thought I was going to like all that stuff because they sound all happy and joyful talking about it, but. (laughs) Jesus could have gone home with this man to heal his son because he'd done it for other people. Don't get yourself into the trap of believing based solely on somebody's testimony of how God did it for them. Because God is not a repeat God. See, the strength of a testimony is to let you know God did it. And he will do it for you. Yeah. But the how he's going to do it. Amen. That's the mystery. That's where the fun is. huh? <laughs> that's where the fun is. So he done this for others. He could have done it for this gentleman. But what would that do to this man's faith problem? Now. We don't know. What God had planned for this man. But the minute you ask God into your life. It's over for what you had planned. You got me. See, a lot of people think we can run in and get our little answer, or get our little blessing and run back out into the world and do uh, 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 not so fast. God wants to impact everybody's life in an eternal fashion. So whenever you go to the master, it's up to him to determine what he wants to do with your faith, how he wants to promote you in your faith and what he wants to do. With Jesus being the author and completer of our faith, don't ever forget that he must improve the condition of our faith through our actions. It must come up to his standard in order for us to receive what we need from him. So this man is in a hurry up situation. Jesus come up in a hurry or my son is going to die. Instead of Jesus running off with him, Jesus puts him into a place where he has to get out of his hurry up mentality. He has to get more of into God mentality. See, God is not rushed by the spirit of death hovering over your loved one. He's not scared of death. Huh? And he wants us not to be scared of death either. So he has to move this man from hurry up mode. Which means that he wants to see something real quick. Or his son, he said, hurry up, Jesus, or my son is going to die. And he said, no, you go home. Your son, You go home by yourself. With nothing but you and your faith. Because your son's alive. So this man has to take every step he steps, believing that this boy is still alive. The longer it gets, the harder it gets. But see, he's had a word. The difference between when he first came up to Jesus and after he left him. When he first came up to Jesus, he didn't have a word in him. That this boy was alive or would be healed. Now that he's met Jesus, he's got a word inside of us. You see what I'm saying? You see how important it is for us to hang on to the word of God? Possess the word and let it possess you. Don't let go of it don't let don't let anybody talk you out of it you need to understand too that jesus protects what he puts inside of us by the holy ghost you're not losing your mind trying to confess the word enough to really 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 believe it you understand what i'm saying you need to speak the word over yourself to give yourself life and to give yourself encouragement But it's not like this is going to leave you if you don't do it a certain amount of times and feel a certain way about it all of a sudden. You understand? Let Jesus be the one to encourage your faith because that's his job. So instead of going home with him, Jesus tells him, you go home. Your son's okay. Your son is well. You must take God at his word because this is necessary for healing. Because that's what he says to everybody. In order to put your faith to work, you've got to believe that it is finished. It is done now. I believe it and I have received it. And that's what this man did. He believed and received the word of God. He received his son safe and sound on the inside of him. But he had to carry that for a certain period of time in order to see it manifest. Jesus knows exactly how much time you have to carry a word inside of you to get it strong enough, healthy enough, and viable for that promise to live on the outside of you. Sometimes we're, we're distracted by symptoms. You know, they come up and then we begin to doubt. And what you're doing when you doubt is you say no to your healing. You say, no, I'm not healed yet. I need you know, And then you catch yourself. You say, "Oh Lord, yes, I am." Well, well, how come I keep doing this? How come I? Can...? You understand what I'm saying? And God wants us to move to that place where it gets solid on the inside of us, and it's not moved by external situations. It's not moved by a bad credit score. It's not moved by a a, a temporary upset. You know, it, it's just not moved. I remember we where I live now. It's kind of a rural area. And they have, you know, all your utilities are strange-looking bills and stuff. What kind of, I'm used to the city people and, you know, electric illuminating coming in. And it's, this is a co-op. And I said, what kind of stuff is this? I say, is it going to work or ain't it going to That's all, my lights going to come on, you know. And so every now and then there'll be a little power outage and a flicker. You know, God has blessed me with the faith that when everybody's lights are off, mine is on. There's <laughs> light and goshen. Huh? It's light and Goshen. Now see, that's a to me, that's a like a pocket change faith. So you gotta have pocket change faith. Be familiar with God in, in like small things. Before, cause the biggie's coming. It's coming for everybody. You understand what I'm saying? And so, I develop my faith every time I can in the small things. To keep it, keep, the, keep it locked and loaded or cocked and loaded for the biggie. Cause when the biggie come, I'm gonna shoot him dead. You know, and I don't wanna be scrambling for, well, how did I, where did I leave my Bible and how do I do this? And go find your favorite CD to prime you up and all that. I don't wanna go through that. Amen? Amen. He says, I must take, you must say, you're welcome, Chuck. You must take me at my word. When I tell you it's done, it's done. When I tell you it's finished, it's finished. All you have to do is believe. And believing is a challenge. You have to continue in faith. He doesn't want saints who going to believe and drop it and go do something worldly and then come back later and want to pick it up again. That ain't right. All that he's done for us, that ain't right. He wants you believing him for everything, every single day. Amen. He wants us to live out of the Mark 11, 23. Have faith in God. He wants to see that we believe him. And this is all Jesus is doing with this man. He wants to see that this man believes him. Amen. So he wants this man to do this for his healing. Amen. So he tells him to go to his son. Because Jesus has big things in mind. So he decides to take Jesus at his word and act on it. He's there walking and walking and walking. Go home. Your son lives. So this man goes believing and expecting. Many leave disappointed and angry and give up hope. If they don't get it the first time. Those are the people that want to see before they believe. That's why Benny Hinn's meetings have maybe 30% of people receive their healing. The rest of them are spectators. They want to see something and then they'll believe God or just see something, go home and talk about it. You understand what I'm saying? And so when you're there for a purpose, you have to stay in that zone of, of constant believing and not get yourself distracted by what's on the outside. You need to understand that faith pleases God. And we forget sometimes that we're so busy trying to get what we want from him, we forget we have to please him. And so we please him by believing him. When you please God, you have peace. You don't believe there's nothing you you have to do yet except to expect, continue expecting. Keep your spirit in expectation of God giving you exactly what you asked for. Don't diminish your, your request from what you initially believe. See yourself with what you are asking for if you can before you, before you leave the place of prayer. Just see yourself receiving what God has and keep that vision before you. See yourself receiving all of it because what happens with people They'll, as time goes on, they'll start to cut back on what they asked for. Well, God, I don't need all that. Maybe just just get me to feel a little bit better or whatever, whatever. You know, I've, I've seen people do things like they've been given a death sentence by the doctors. Well, I just want to live to see my children grow up. Last one graduate high school or college, the symptoms come back and the disease takes them out. Don't stop with. What did you expect when you first had them babies before you got sick? You expected to live. See them grown, be a grandparent. You expected to live to retire. Go beyond that. You've got to refresh yourself on what you initially asked God for. His promises don't diminish because what the doctors told you. Don't ask for the minimum because the devil comes in and tells you you can't even live. You think, well, if I just live to see come on now you've seen this happen to people you know i I just want to i just want to retire i've been working i don't want to live long enough to retire why retire and get that money back from the government too are you crazy you're just gonna sit there and you know the day they close the door behind you you drop dead and they put you in a hearse come on now you you would do better than that that ain't what you wanted initially you wanted long life and good health so ask for what you want amen This man finally makes it home. When he gets there, these people, it says, verse 51, as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son liveth. Then he inquired of them the hour he began to get better. Why is that important? See, there's a call on this man. For his faith to be developed. Hmm? There's a call on him for his faith to be developed. And he senses it. Anytime your faith is on trial. And Jesus has it under development. There are certain ideas that will pop into your head. Because Jesus told him. He said unless you see. You won't believe. See, if I said that to some of y'all, y'all get a little provoked on the inside. You're supposed to. You say, what you mean? I believe just like you. Can. Who you think you are talking to me like that? I don't need to see nothing. Okay, you won't. Huh? Won't really we need to see nothing. I just believe. A little whippersnapper talking to me like that. Huh? That provoked something in that man. Huh? It raised a new question on the inside of him. Well, this man challenged me to be able to believe without seeing. And I believe I'm believing without seeing because I've been doing my best to walk this out and still believe God. And so when he gets there, he's been carrying this provoking inside of him, too. And the first thing he asked those people, when did it happen? Because this man told me I couldn't believe if I didn't see something. And I believed him before I saw it. And I want to know who's right, him or me? Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. It's the truth. God will get you into greater faith, any kind of, just like he did with the lady with the sick daughter, made her mad. And she, I don't care who, what you say, I can get crumbs off the table. Them people ain't no better, their kids ain't no better than my kids. And I can get something. So this man began to, and the beautiful thing about God, He knows exactly how long you can hold on before you give up. Huh? He's not putting the screws to you and torturing you and say, I ain't going to give it to her today. I'm going to see if she can hold out. He's not like that. It says that while he was coming. They came and met him. That's God's mercy. Jesus could have let him tough it out until he stepped his door, his foot in the door of the house. But he sent people ahead. To relieve him of the pressure of having to carry that, not really seeing. See, he knows we're accustomed to wanting to see first. And he mercifully accommodates that. He says, well, this brother, believed me when I said it, he's going to have to walk it out a bit. But I sense he's getting a little faint. It's been 24 hours. He's still carrying it. He's getting weary. Someone send some helpers to lift up. That's the prophet, that's a prophet that comes into your life yes. to give you a word and you say, well, it was only a confirmation. Uh, you need it. Right. It's never only anything. When God takes out the time to speak to you personally, it's never only something. Right. Huh? Amen. When you walked in here, you was confused, toe up from the flow up, didn't know nothing or nothing. Now you're getting in front of the prophet. Oh, it was just a confirmation like you don't need a confirmation all the crazy ideas go through our head and half of them you think it's God and half of them you ain't sure huh and then God comes and clears up all that confusion and say that idea wasn't mine that wasn't mine that, but this one's mine amen so he sets the record straight but Jesus is a merciful God. He will not test you beyond what you're able. He is able 100% to do everything that he says he's going to do for you. He will do it. Amen. He will. Did we take an offering? Who said no? You better give me that money. What you said back Talking about No, we ain't took. You better bring that up here. Okay, we took the offering. We didn't have praise and worship, praise and worship, did we? And y'all ain't even told me nothing. We didn't pray over nothing. Well, I tell you, we going to do something creative because god wants us to be creative why don't you put on some music miss want we'll have our altar call at the same time we'll just start praying people who can pray over these things on the altar will do that at the end we'll pray bless everybody's finances how's that sound and i'll give you all more praise and worship but it'll be live this evening with bishop russell amen so put our music on miss nola <laughs> Ms. Nola, come on up and pray over these things, please. Ms. Quidel, if you can help her, that'd be excellent. And we'll lay our hands on everything on this altar. Praise God. And uh, if you need me to pray for you, come on up. Now listen, if you want to pray for the sick, I can impart the healing anointing to you so that you will be able to uh, pray for people and know that they will be healed. Amen. Uh, don't watch people forever. Uh, just to see if the symptoms leave but just pray in faith jesus is the healer you're just the agent for the anointing so if you want any of those things come on up now everybody who's got this cough and this whatever this yucky is uh going around here i'll pray for you as well uh now listen now listen and hear me well because god has told me what the problem is with that cough amen um The enemy is put a a spirit of quitting in the atmosphere. And most of this stuff is not new. Let me get back. Most of this stuff is not new to you. It's lingering. You got me? So when you start getting symptoms and you get passive about it, it's because there's a spirit of quit in the atmosphere. And so it's not like you are quitting, but it's a spirit sent to assist sickness spirit y'all understanding me or so that needs to be cast off of you so that you can you can receive your healing and really what really happens is when you get passive about your health you start feeling sorry for yourself so that spirit of self-pity comes in to hold the infirmity in you so that you don't get rid of it. Because I notice when I say to people, I say, you still got that cough? And they say, yeah, and keep going. That ain't right. See, something has gripped your mind and your soul so you don't fight it like you're supposed to. You have to resist things, amen? Because a cold, you can walk out from under that thing, you know, very, very easily. Praise God. Praise God. Miss um, Clydell, how are you girls doing this? started here and then you walk okay that's good start all the way down you got them all okay wonderful well y'all moving pretty I'm keep y'all around shouldn't i amen praise the lord amen praise god praise god praise god is everybody with that cough up here okay pastor Shirley, i'll pray for you over there yeah i can come over there it's no problem yep yeah we good We get some more catchers here. I know everybody's back in the kitchen frying fish. We got enough. Where's little Howard? Hello. Thank you. Praise God.